This episode of Hardcore Nursing Home is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's roasted to perfection, available in many amazing flavors and varieties. It's easy to order and it's available online at getdeadly.com. Tell them we sent you. It won't get you a discount, but it'll make us look damn good to our sponsors who are willing to foot the bill so you can have highbrow programming like us to listen to. That's Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for. GetDeadly.com. On tonight's episode, we're sitting down with John from Wreath of Tongues, talking about a classic release from the mind of Steve Austin, and chatting about some awesome and maybe not so awesome releases for the month of January. I'm Ryan. I'm Mandy. I'm Dave. I'm Rachel. I'm John. And this is Hardcore Nursing Home. Welcome back, guys. We've got John from Wreath of Tongues with us tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about their new album, and uh, he's going to join us for the whole podcast and talk about what he liked for January as well. Nice. Nice. How's it going? Welcome, John. John Montiel, right? That's how I pronounce it, Montiel. Montiel, Uh, Montiel, yes. Yes. Uh, You know, I usually get Montiel, Montiel. Uh, all sorts of other uh, variations, but Montiel is the right uh, pronunciation. Nice. He practiced that a lot before I did. he came on just a minute. I did. He wanted to get it right. He was in the mirror just for hours trying Montiel. to get it figured out. Montiel. He could have just, just called and asked me, but he wanted to stumble through it for, for what it was worth. Uh, it's all good. So talk to us about the album. I mean, I, I'm really, really impressed with it. I know we've talked about it. I, we talked about it before it came out, I, you know. I've been very, very yeah. interested in this. For well, a while, first, so. first off, um, first off, I want to thank you guys for you know asking me to come on. Um, you know, Dave, you know, you and I have talked a lot about you know um, me joining Wreath of Tongues. So even before I was even in the band, um, you know, we've been in contact about just music in general. Um, as far as me doing the record with them. I was asked, I want to say, a little over a year ago. Um, you know, I was in Buffalo with all of you ma- maniacs. And, um, you know, I just got a random uh, message by uh, the drummer and uh, bassist, Cody and uh, Chris. And uh, they had explained that, um, you know, they were looking into a lineup change and they were, you know, my name got dropped in that conversation. And, um, you know, I was, I was drunk. I didn't know how to take it, so I told him I had to sit on it for a second, but in reality, I, it was an immediate yes. I just didn't know how to process it. And, um, you know, within, I want to say, a week or so, they had asked me to meet up with them. You know, they basically played the entire record in front of me. Um, I was in love with it. Uh, and then a week later, I came back with, about seven pages worth of lyrics and, you know, a backstory surrounding the lyrics. And, uh, you know, uh, we're a little spoiled with um, our drummer, Chris, um, being the one who engineered pretty much all of it. I mean, they, they recorded most of the instrumentals at uh, Backroom Studios, uh, which is owned by Kevin from Dillinger. Um, yeah. So they were able to do that and, um, you know, have it, have it done by the time I joined the band. And then all we really had to do do was my vocals and uh that was that honestly they were they were into what i wrote and uh they just wanted me to lay it down and you know it was a very fast but organic process that we ultimately feel really happy about and i'm glad you guys enjoyed it i'm glad um you know it's getting out there um it's definitely sure. the goal of trying to get get it out okay. there as much as possible yeah there's a lot of press going on around i mean it's definitely getting a lot of notice um you were on another podcast just a little while back as well so um, yeah and it's not even like it's just like kind of chill like hey this review is really really good this album's so great we were laughing we were talking about it in buffalo the last time we were together john about how extreme like before i even heard the record 
I was intimidated just because of the reviews I was seeing come out. Because first of all, like if you've seen the cover art, you're literally like ripping a fucking face off of a skull. But the reviews like totally match because anything I'd see, there was like a headline like "Wreath of Tongue." You could fucking set your boss on fire to this music and rip off their jaw. Like everything that I was reading was so extreme. I'm like, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And then it was, so it held up. So I appreciate those. <laughs> Well, well, thanks. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. Um, so one of the questions I had was, were you a fan of them before you joined? Did you know anything about them, really? Because, I mean, obviously, they're, yeah. they're, they were around. Yeah, so they, um, you know, they got together in 2016, 2017, around there. And, uh, you know, we had all known each other from playing shows in other bands. You know, just Long Island's a very small place so you know it's kind of incestuous when it comes from you know, when it comes to you know members from one band starting another band and then you know then they know someone else so they start another band with them uh that sounds completely different so um i was working on something completely um different with the drummer and bassist uh before joining and um you know i think the main reason why my my name got dropped for for reef was um one because of our relationship and two they were they were into i guess the vocal style that you know i was going for and you know they were confident that you know i was able to you know nail the record uh as well as i could you know for for them so you know we uh we had a really good relationship beforehand and that kind of led to me joining and obviously now it's it's becoming a, a pretty pretty good thing um so talk to me you know what about what about the future because it sounds like you you know and the stuff that I've seen you post and talk about that the future's looking pretty good too. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the main, the main focus as of now is, is just to get the record out there and, um, you know, play, play out as much as we can. I mean, we're all pretty busy. Um, you know, Russ, the guitarist and Cody are both in, uh, the band thought crimes. So that keeps him pretty busy. Um, and then, uh, you know, drummers, uh, you know, pretty up and coming uh producer and engineer he has his own studio um he just uh tracked the latest uh sanction record too um so you know it's getting more out there and you know that's and, one of my uh, favorite records <laughs> yeah uh, it, is. it is those are my my boys i'm uh, i'm excited for that show too i can't wait to get down there for 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 that um all right yeah, sorry, I mean, up here. Uh, another connection connection with them <laughs> Um, you know, the reason why I wanted to, to pick Disclosure to be featured uh, on, on this podcast was because um, of Dave's feature on the song. Um, you know, we had a we have a pretty close relationship with them. So, you know, having them on the track really meant, to, uh, meant a lot to us. And uh, I'm happy we were able to get them on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the Long Island guys that I've been seeing, those guys, you guys, uh, you know, mm -hmm. all the other bands that are around have all lately just been on fire. I mean, it seems like Long Island can do no wrong right now. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely, you know, pumping out a lot of new bands. And, um, you know, we keep it interesting here, I guess. Um, <laughs> For sure. I, uh, I feel like there's a new there's a new band every week or so, um, I feel like, which isn't a bad thing. Um, and when it comes not. down to it, like I said before, um, you know, it's literally just members of other bands starting new ones. And, you know, it's great. I'm glad that, you know, we, we have this uh, really creative scene um, where we're not like, you know, um, really relying on just one genre of music. And, no, um, no, you guys know, have bands. You've got a lot of, of different styles of hardcore, like, you know, You've got every little nuance and variance covered. It's it's amazing. And for for Wreath of Tongues, for you guys especially, uh, it's very distinct. There there is no other band that I can really put you next to and say, oh, they sound like this or they sound like that. Like your sound is very unique in, in a very good way. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you know I'm able to you know play in a band that doesn't really want to stick to one thing. And you know I'm sure. Um, at some point this year, I mean, I don't want to disclose too much, but we have, you know, another record literally in the process of being made. And, um, you know, you'll see a lot more of that 
change in style and, um, you know, try our best to keep it interesting along with everyone else. Right on. Speaking of style, I just want to ask too, because for everybody that's listening that can't see what we're seeing, John is looking dapper as usual in a suit with a tie. And from the footage I've seen and the pictures I've seen, you like to wear a suit on stage too, don't you? Is that a thing uh, that you do every time you play or if you no. got off late from work or something and you like had to take it somewhere? You know, bingo, bingo. You got it's the latter. I think um, uh, the last two times I did it, it was a complete accident. And, you know, I had just made it in time to play our set. And I just, I, I didn't think anyone would care either. I mean, we're, I thought it would be kind of funny, but, uh, you know, everyone definitely gets the kick out of uh, uh, Suitman going nuts. Um, <laughs> so I guess, um, you know, it is an accident. I just got off of work. So again, you know, as you described, I'm in a suit right now. Not on purpose. I had no no time. I got home. Uh, you know, I was very eager to to get on with you guys. So you know, here I am. Oh yeah, we were we were eager to have you. You know, it's you're our. I want to just make that big announcement. You are our first official. You know, interview, and it's it's really great to have you on for it, especially for all the cool shit that's going on with you and and with Rita Tongs. It's very very awesome it's to have you around. Honor. To talk about it. Uh, did did Ryan? Did you have any questions? I was actually curious about uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, influences, uh, maybe uh, yours, John, personally, influences bands from the past, things like that, that help you come up with your specific style vocally, lyrically, anything like that, or anything stylistically for the sound, maybe what you guys are going for on the next album or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say... Um... You know, because it comes from a lot of different, like, styles of, of hardcore and, you know, metalcore and stuff like that. Um, uh, Russ, Russ, the guitarist, and I, you know, both really like um, 18 Visions, for example. So, um, you know, I, I, I've always kind of looked at James Hart's vocals as, you know, the, the standard for, I guess, that type of metalcore kind of took influence from him, but then on the complete opposite end, you know, um, when I heard the last uh, Candy record, I think uh, Zach uh, from that band um, really, really took an influence on on my vocal output for this record um, as far as how abrasive it was and how it kind of fit that, like, kind of like grindy, noise-influenced hardcore um, which, you know, I'm, I'm huge on, so, you know, I definitely give him credit for, uh, influencing me. Um, and then, you know, the other guys, they kind of give me pointers here and there, like, oh, you know, you should probably put some, like, uh, like insect warfare influence in this and, you know, more like obscure grindier bands. So, um, you know, they keep throwing stuff at me and I'm eating it up. And, uh, you know, as far as, uh, what we're going for in the next release, it's, um, definitely more gross they want they want me to sound as disgusting as possible um so i guess uh you, know, <laughs> you can wait to listen to that but uh yeah that's that's really it nice, nice. that's that's all i had dave yeah, so same. you can go back to talk all right well i didn't you know i want to make sure everybody had their chance to ask if they had a question um we're covering a lot we are. We are. No, I like him. He's yeah. a great guest. Absolutely. He just he blah blah blah. He just he fills up space. <laughs> He's not afraid to talk. I love. See, this is what I'm talking about, Dave. With guys that sing and do vocals, know how to like use a microphone. Right. Oh, I, I don't I, know how to do anything. No. <laughs> got LSD, hair disease. <laughs> but uh, uh well. You guys want to move it on then? Let's get on to, to January. Let's talk about January and, and what's going on there. What, 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 would you, what, what would you do? For me personally, there was a couple of big ones. Um, Envy put out a record, and I think that that's worth talking about. It's very, again, very different. You know, there, we're seeing a lot of branching out in, in styles these days, and I really like what they did. It has that 
it's almost like a shoegaze. There's like a, I don't want to call it black metal, but kind of in that style sound to it. I know a lot of people were very excited by it and I'm definitely one of them. So, uh, but I don't know. I talked to Ryan yesterday and he said he hadn't listened to it at all. And then he I, I put it on. I put it on. Did you, did you end up finishing it? Yeah. Uh, yes. What'd you think? Did you think that I was on point with what I said there about it being like, like a, I mean, is it like really a, about what I think or is it about what you like? <laughs> <laughs> For my own preferences, I, I don't give a fuck. All right. I do not think it was a bad record. For people who would like that particular style, I think it knocked it out of the park. But to me, all I heard was Deftones. It, it definitely had a lot of Deftones inspired. It, I thought it was Chino singing on the record at one point. So I, I was, mean, there was a little while. The, the, the first couple of songs, I was like, should I be looking to see if Chino's a part of this? But, um. but <laughs> I will say that the first, like, because I listened to the first track, second track, shut it off when I don't want to listen to any more of this. But then you were like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. And you know how particular I am about shit that I listen to. So I was like, all right, he's not going gonna to be mad if I don't. So I did. And the further I got into it, the more I got into it. Like I saw the different direction it, was, it took after the second track. I still wouldn't put it where you were going with it, but... I will say that it wasn't a bad record. Just not my not my particular cup of tea. Right on. Is, uh, Rachel, did you listen to that record? Yeah, did I did. You, I did. did like I it? just gave it like a skim through. I haven't really had a chance to sit down with it, but they're they're from Japan, right? I think so. Yeah. I think they just played that "Leave Them All Behind" fest or whatever with like Old Man Gloom and all those dudes. Oh, uh, right on the one that uh, they went over there. Yeah, I think they were part of that festival, but uh, so I've been seeing their name pop up a lot, but I think it's a sign I need to spend a little bit more time with it. But I was into it when I heard it at first, but I, yeah. I for sure thought it would be up your alley, you know, with what you listen to. And it's it's up my alley. I mean, I, I've, other things. <laughs> um, who had a Ryan? What was your what, what were you listening to in January? Uh, January for me mostly was just kind of meh. But um, I did have two releases that came out that I was uh, I was pretty pumped about. Um, Higher Ground put out their uh, second full length. That was a band that I didn't know anything about until we saw them in uh, Hartford, Connecticut with uh, Knocked Loose and Sanctioned and Harm's Way. And I really kind of dug the vibe that they were putting. It was almost that like st- it was like to me it was like stoner hardcore. And yeah, we talked about that. It has that yeah. weird hot, that almost like that like '90s alternative right. mixed mixed in with like I would say light like lighter hardcore. And, like uh, current style. That's yeah, what I yeah, 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 yeah. In the in the same, it's the guy's vocals. I just fucking love them. They're just so like. Yeah. They're just so Good. he doesn't. It's like he can't sing. He knows he can't, but he has that like that almost grungy. It's kind like of. a throwback, but like with a modern, it's kind of refreshing. It's like a modern twist on some sort of a throwback from the '90s. Exactly. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I don't different. know if you guys are familiar with um, the band Shift, but um, that's a band that I know for a fact they um, mark as one of their biggest influences. It's like that, like almost like quicksand, like um, early, early kind of like post hardcore um that like revelation put out you know that you know that early sound is definitely you know evident in that record i definitely checked it out and i, I enjoyed it i i enjoyed the last couple times i saw them too because they're they're super animated live uh they really get the crowds going so that was something that, that was something that caught me live watching them was like the fact that Everybody else, like every band was good that night, but everybody went up and, you know, they had like the, uh, like the, the heavy music vibe on there. Everybody's, you know, banging their heads real hard and throwing themselves around in the breakdowns. But these guys got up there and it's like, they could give a fuck that they were playing yeah. the show. They were up there joking around yeah. and having fun. And right. the bass player was like shaking his ass at the crowd and shit. And there it's yeah, in a they're, night, they're, they're in, awesome. 
in a night full of bands where everybody has like a serious face on and then these guys are up there and they're everyone's smiling it like it different. just it just made yeah, me that's I got the it. thing yeah they're definitely the type of band that just smiles in the best way and you can't help it well not you know not only are they catchy but they're like you know it's crazy that they're able to put you in a good mood while you're watching them play and it's you know, I don't think enough bands do that, and I think that's why they're getting, you know, noticed for, for the live show, for the music itself. Um, and they're on Roadrunner? What are they yeah, on? Yeah, they're signed to Roadrunner. That's awesome. I yeah, didn't realize Roadrunner is still a label sometimes. <laughs> Dude, are you yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer, no, no, producer Angel says, uh, brings producer, up Jane's Addiction. That was something I thought about them. They, oh, yeah. They had like, like it almost made me think oh, of shit. like a hardcore Jane's addiction kind of. without the fucking steel drum. <laughs> like these guys that like we were watching them set up on stage and we thought it was just like the backstage crew putting their stuff up. Like the singer's <laughs> wearing like, like looks like he just got off a job painting a house. <laughs> and then they just went into it. It was just, it was fucking awesome. I want to mention my one and only other my one and only other my my second <laughs> the second thing that held my attention in January and it was the new ether coven coven ooh ether oh hell I'm yes slightly inebriated get off my back ether coven <laughs> uh everything is temporary except suffering i said that's like a yeah, fucking yeah those are homies that i i just love mean pete i've been a fan of his since remembering never I love that he kept going after I it. it. I love the sound. It's just so like, it's so angry and sludgy and just heavy and droning. I never would have thought like going back to remembering never that that's where he would have gone stylistically. And it's just um, wow! I have not heard that band name in years. <laughs> Ether Coven. Remember no, never. remembering never. That's like high school. Oh, theory. remembering never, of course. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, uh, yeah, high school for me too. I mean, women and children die first and God save us. Honestly, I mean, going back to influences, I think Mean Pete um, is one of the toughest, like, hardcore vocalists out there. I think his vocal delivery in not only remembering never, but in Ether Coven works so well for that style. And like you said, you wouldn't expect him to go from remembering never to like a sludge doomy noisy like straight up chaotic band you know but um so those were my two choices but i believe mandy you had a huge letdown yeah um i didn't find anything that i was like loving enough to really like bring up any like and i saw what you guys were gonna bring it up and i'm like yeah that's you know some stuff maybe i would have talked about Maybe I just missed out on some stuff in January, but um, the new anti-flag, wow. Um, holy shit, what the fuck happened? I feel like they, I want the like, gotta die for your government. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want, I, mean, I know they're not that band now, but um, it seems like they kind <laughs> of, <laughs> they became a fan of like maybe auto-tune a little and went the direction of like, Blink-182's new album, like, they tried to do something different on some of the tracks with this All one. Of them. Yeah. I was like, maybe the next one's good. Maybe the next one's good. Fucking terrible. So sad about that, because I was looking forward to it. So, it is yeah. their, like, what, 12th album? So, I mean, like that, you gotta yeah. try to switch it up wow. a little bit, right? I don't know. I, I, was, just, I was let down. It was just, like, who was, like, it came on, and I looked at you, I was like, who the fuck's... That's not the same You were same like, is singer. this the right band? Like, the shit, the vocals were, like, straight up, like, Chester banging, bending. It was, I don't that know. That fucking, that fry screaming. What they're doing, but they gotta stop. <laughs> I can't say I've ever gotten into them. I mean, I like a lot of, like, their older stuff. So I feel like they've changed a lot. Obviously, they were like, they were as like the years have gone. They were on. like heavier, angrier. Yeah, punk. they definitely were. Like when they started out, and it's it's a lot different. Wicked now, anti-government, like that I was just hoping fast, angry maybe shit. Now it's something. Bring me the horizon. Right. I was like, this is really strange. But I thought maybe like you know, 
it would have come back with a bang. Do you think? Do you think the the political climate right now had an effect on this record being released the way it was? That's what I was thinking, but I also feel like maybe they're trying to like become more relevant again and like cater to a younger audience with their sound is what I was thinking. That was my thought personally. There was like electronics. Yeah, it was it was really I feel different for them, but I mean, I was expecting more because of the state of everything, you know? Like I thought it was going to be a more powerful album and it was just kind of a letdown sure. for me. I mean, I'm sure, you know, within the lyrics and what they're talking about, but the style of it for me just wasn't right. Um, so no, Oh, sorry. No, do you have something to add to that? Oh, no. So there was not, there was nothing that you liked. It was, uh, I mean, there was nothing that I picked up that I found that was new for the month that I was like loving Right on. for me, like personally. I also had a really crazy busy month and didn't have time to sit down and like listen to anything new other than what like me and Ryan listened to together, um, which was some of the stuff that we were going to cover. Like we had, we were listening to it together actually. Um, other than that, I, you know, I, I listened, I gave a few things a listen, but it was nothing that I was like continuously playing. There was, there was a, there was a slow month for me too. I, I don't feel know. like it was, I don't know, personally uh, for me. Rachel, what, what about you? I, what you I agree that it was, it was kind of a slow start. Um, January was like the longest year of my life. I don't right. know about you guys, but <laughs> it was pretty insane, but and it just, it's so cold and I'm miserable and I'm not getting into things as much as I normally do. Cause I'm not outside as much, but there were a few that stood out. Um, the first one was this band, uh, cults of Dom Keller. I think they're from the UK, but they're like, uh, kind of like a mostly instrumental, like psychedelic noise stoner noise kind of thing like a lot of fuzz and it's just really fucking badass and i was really into that it got a lot of spins because it's kind of like that music that you can have just like in the background or to complement like whatever you're doing at the time and it was really really good so i highly recommend that if you haven't listened to it yet cult of dom keller uh it's all like and it's all like caps lock so you know it's fucking cool right you're right right <laughs> so you should text me that though because i'm totally gonna forget yeah. i actually want to check it out <laughs> you will you'll, you'll really like it it's really really cool um the second thing and i kind of broke my own rule because i really every time i go on like the release radar I'm like, what's coming out this friday and it's always just a single and it's just like infuriates me because i want it all at once like I, I try my best to hold out and not listen to anything until like the whole album's available. But there's this one band that they came out last year with an EP, but they're called I Flies, and they're uh, they're one of those newer thrill jockey bands. There's dudes from Full of Hell in it and another band Backslider. But basically, I'm a sucker for a Melvin's reference, anyways. So I clicked on the song and just I heard some hype about it, and holy shit. It's basically just a nonstop punch in the face. If you like bands like Unsane uh, and like Helmet. Oh, and stuff hell like yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. It's got like, I don't know if you listen to Wrong at all, um, but just that I always compare Wrong to like if Helmet were in jail for like the past 20 years and came out like super buff and just wanted to <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> like, that's what they sound that's like. Awesome. But now iFlies is kind of like carrying that torch into this new gen of just really sludgy noise rock that's just like i don't know it just gets me going so i'm stoked for that release you I think just told me good. on checking them out so you know i'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna yeah. check it out. <laughs> i don't know how else to describe it like i just get stoned and walk around in the woods and like picture these scenarios <laughs> but, hell you know, yeah description is it's worth it it's really good so be on be on the radar for that one for sure what about you john what was your what was on your January? Uh I mean, like Rachel said, I feel like January for me was just kinda like not the greatest month as far as like productivity <laughs> in general. I mean I was uh if I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I've just been working a lot on uh on my own stuff. But uh one band that I think I should mention is uh the band Worm. You guys are familiar. I guess that wasn't really 
January. It was the beginning of this month. So, well, whatever. This band yeah. Worm. It's cool. Uh, they're from down <laughs> south. Uh, they they put out a single for for an upcoming record, but um, you know, I wish I kind of had the whole thing. Kind of piggybacking off what Rachel said, you know, singles. You know, they're just a big tease in a way. But uh, I think that's a band that's definitely going to make some big moves. I mean, they're going on tour with, uh, I think, Napalm Death this year. Um, so, I mean, they're that, like, really gritty, grind, um, you know, hardcore, blackened hardcore, I guess you could say. Um, and they're from down south. But uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe my band could play with them at some point. <laughs> That would be that, awesome. That seems like that would fit your style, though. You know, I mean, given what, how you just described it, that would definitely, you guys could for sure have a build that would be exciting. Yeah. Were, yeah. You've had some pretty sweet builds, though, lately. Who have you been You're, playing with? I saw some show that you played, like, a couple weeks ago, and it was a crazy lineup. Uh, I mean, we haven't played since December. We did we did that, oh, that uh, really release show with uh, Curl Up and Die. It was the first time they played the east coast in i think like 12 years or something like that and uh yeah they asked us to play and we were like hell yeah, yeah. that was um <laughs> the, the wedding the wedding that we all attended it was yeah. literally the day after that i don't know how the hell i survived yeah like you flew in but, um, the wedding flew back to new york like it was ridiculous that was, that was <laughs> we, um, yeah we did that and then we did you know a show after that with uh just a bunch of friends um and then up upcoming we have uh a show with johnny booth um yeah. along yeah, island also the whole boys yeah um, yeah those are who, those who, who, who else was on that was that kanashi was in there yeah kanashi um and then another band called downswing from uh albany yeah Downswing's fucking heavy yeah, hitters yeah that's uh, that one I'm looking forward to. That's a Sunday night. I was like, I gotta go do this on a school night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hate Monday morning at work, but I'm going anyway because that that that's at Amityville, right? That's at uh, AMH. Yeah. The, well, the last time I think you saw us, we played with Johnny Boo. It was their record release. It was their record release and, at AMH. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we uh we did three piece that night, and um I was in my suit, and yes, uh, everyone going absolute nuts <laughs> including you you, <laughs> you and i were both dressed like yeah i was wearing a shirt tie. Uh, that was because our, our buddy nelson was supposed to I, I was wearing a shirt tie because our buddy nelson was supposed to do it too and then he had some shit go on he showed up like looking like a regular old hardcore kid and i was mad at him for <laughs> it wearing a shirt and tied to a wedding what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> um one last one for me this month, and I, Ryan and I talked about that, was uh, Leached. They put out uh, To Dull the Blades of Your Abuse, and that's a monster of a fucking record. If you haven't heard that one, I, I recommend getting on that like immediately. That record was probably my defining record of January. There was a couple others that were good, but that Leech record was fucking phenomenal in every way, shape, and form. I mean, it's it starts off brutal. It it carries you right through just punching you in the face and kicking you in the nuts the whole time. Uh, you, you get to the end of it, you're just like, what the fuck? You know, out of that, like, I I can't describe it better than you get to the end. You just, it's kind of like a what the fuck moment. Like, holy shit, that was amazing. And all things considered, usually a January for me is always kind of shitty. There's never like some great releases in January. I think it's happened a couple of times. But so for a record like that to come out in, in a month where I didn't expect anything good was just i was blown away you know and i ryan i talked to him about it he was he blew me off and then like two weeks later was like oh yeah you should check out this band leech and i was like i told you about that two weeks ago you fucking asshole. you know i do that just to fuck with you right what's that i do that just to fuck with you i don't fucking pay attention when you talk stop it sometimes the weed makes me forget <laughs> um well, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's all of January. Do you want to talk about our, our new little thing we got going on here, Ryan? The new segment? The new segment. Thank you for such, uh, such enthusiasm. I don't know, it was an idea that uh, I was kicking around for this, uh, for particularly for uh, months like this where there isn't a lot of stuff that comes out. 
and uh, just to basically fill up time and give people a little like backstory on uh, music that helped us as individuals kind of form our taste over time. Stop staring at me like that, Angel. <laughs> so, uh, basically, it's called The Albums That Define Us. So, dump it down. The Albums I don't know. That Define Us. I don't know. It kind of ripped off the whole The Toys, the toys That Made that Us. The Toys That Made Us. <laughs> but, um, so, nobody, or Dave didn't want to pick anything. Nobody else said anything. So, Dave, I didn't, if you had asked, I would have picked something. I don't know. Dave threw the ball yeah, in Mike. Dave threw the ball in Mike. Everybody so. said, who's going to, who's, who's it going to be? And I just said, Ryan. And then you were like, I like talking. I do. Right, exactly. I do enjoy that talking. That is how that happens. Um, so, basically, the way that this segment works is that we'll each take turns. This is for the listeners, Dave. Before you say something, I see your mouth fucking curling up over there. Uh, we're going to p- take turns picking albums and talk about it, pretty much. And everyone's going to talk about how they felt about said record. So, Oh, boy. So, on with it. My choice for the first album for this segment was Today is the Day's Sadness Will Prevail. Uh, released uh, in, released, brutal. In, released brutal. in 2003 on Relapse Records. It was their sixth album and was a double album on top of that and it followed live till you die which uh basically i think for people who don't know what today is the day is it's a to me it's a hit or miss band i was gonna say you either love them or you hate them i have only come across people that either love that band or they just can't do it yeah they can't get into it it's too likewise i was gonna say it's different it's too yeah. avant-garde, right. noisy, right, all right, over the right, place right. kind of shit. I had to, I mean, I had to warm up to them, but, you know, I definitely acknowledge how much they changed the game. I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, as long as they've been around, if it wasn't for them, I mean, they probably wouldn't have, you know, influenced as, uh, even Converge marks them as influences. I mean, it's like, it's crazy how much they left the mark on, on heavy music in general. I don't think they get enough appreciation, to be honest, and I'm glad you brought them up. I think one of the... I gotta say, I totally, I totally wrote them off for the longest time because around that time, like the early 2000s, when you have this influx of all this hardcore and like tough guy hardcore, I'm like, today is the day. It just sounded like one of those band names, like all the other bands at that time. Right. And I just... I never really got into it because it wasn't really on my radar where, where I grew up here. And, yeah, I just thought it was just another one of those hardcore bands until in my 20s maybe. And then I listened to it again today just to prepare for this segment. And, like, holy shit, that's not at all what I have remembered or imagined that they sounded like. And it's it's so much more badass. That's, ex- that's exactly what this is. Um, I'm generally a fan of everything they've ever done. That was um, the the little backstory on why I picked this record was um, up until probably freshman year of college, I was a fucking rabid new metal kid. Loved Corn, System of a Down, still like the bands. We've covered that on this. But like I thought that shit was like the heaviest stuff out there. And then when I went to uh, went to college, I started, you know, meeting people outside of my closed off farm town life. Dave knows where I'm from. <laughs> uh, I actually made friends with this kid in my math class, and he I, he did that thing that kids that are in tune with the underground do and go, I should enlighten him to the world that he doesn't know about. So he got me to go out with him one night, and he drove us all the way to New London, Connecticut, which is, I don't know, what is that, about a hour and a half it's like an hour yeah it's about an hour and a half down to this uh club called the lng uh, the lng yeah for what he called my what he called my baptism and it was for my first underground show which was a hell of a show to fucking culture shock uh culture shock somebody with it was today's the day cephalic carnage cable and december if anybody remembers that band from back in the day. I don't day. remember December, but... Uh, yeah, totally shit. I saw them it, years ago. It was fucking ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It was, it was fucking crazy. It, there was nobody there. Madness. At all. No one there. 
everybody went up and like just fucking played as hard as they could. Uh, Cephalic Carnage became a favorite of mine after that show. Cable, December, it was just, I ended up leaving with four, four new favorite bands. But I got ballsy and went up to the singer of today's the day steve austin and i was just like oh my god this is the first i fucking just dorked <laughs> out this is the first heavy show i've That's ever awesome. been to you guys are fucking amazing i think i even told him like like this is church to me now he's, <laughs> what are you a fucking slayer fan and he fucking, <laughs> no, I, fucking... I, I, re- I remember him looking at me like oh god no why but then the bass player, Chris Dabari, and uh, Sadness was uh, Will Prevail was his first record with them. He came up and took me outside, and he was like, you don't really want to bother him. He's a bit <laughs> And he was like, he's fucking crazy. He doesn't know how to react. Like, he's not good with fans. Like, And he took me out, and we went out on the porch and smoked a cigarette, and he fucking... I talked to him a bunch, and then he walked me over to their table and grabbed me a copy of that album opened it up and he was like you'll like this and signed it in which i never really realized what he meant by that like a total shot at me like oh yeah we'll give you a thrill fucking <laughs> and um, i think i still have that cd book somewhere but um i i think i listened to it for two months straight to the point that i had it completely memorized and it just stuck with me i never heard anything like that and i feel wait a minute so are you telling me that sadness will prevail was like your first like Real hardcore record? It was in there with them because I had another kid in uh, in my English class that it, uh, was from Acacia's Train. And uh, he fucking got, uh, he did the same thing, but he was like, I'm going to have you listen to better music. <laughs> and it turned into a thing between them. But I pretty much in the span of a week, I had this insane CD collection full of like Nora and All Out War and Walls of Jericho, Today is the Day, Nazum, fucking Pig Destroyer, uh, A and B. Like, and I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. These are big boy <laughs> albums. And uh, I just, I, I'm really glad that it went the direction that it did because that bringing me into that atmosphere could have gone one of two ways. It could have scared me away from everything, or I would have just fallen in love with it completely. And... I fell in love with all of it, and I feel like that helped kind of... I've always been more towards the grind and the heavier shit, and I feel like that show was extremely uh, influential on me, and that album. And, I mean, all of their albums, check them out, but I think that one, the double album, really shows everything that they do in one big collection. And it's like two and a half hours, too. It's ambitious, and it's not like it's just yeah. two and a half hours of segues and, you know, taking your time and ambient shit. No, it's like vicious the whole way through. Brutal. And it's, it's, you gotta like be in the headspace for that record. There's no lunch. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it'll leave you, it'll leave you <laughs> yeah. shook the like, first time you listen I, to it. I listened to it, uh, I wanna say, I was really late, you know, to listening to them, but I remember feeling just overall. That's maybe a little disturbed. I felt like it was like like it took it took a toll on what I thought music was supposed to make you feel like, but like in a, in a good way. Obviously, I didn't think that was um, you know something that I'd ever really listen to and enjoy. I mean, it took me a lot to to really get into them. But again, they're they're one of those bands that you know just doesn't get the. I mean, they're playing soon, and I feel like. Not a lot of people are talking about it. They're playing Brooklyn in like uh, the next month or two, and not, I feel like no one's really talking about it, which is weird. Same thing happened the last time they played here. I can, I can, honestly, I can honestly say that I've never been to a Today's the Day show that was fucking packed. And I always thought that that was weird. It's upsetting. I mean, people, I mean, people tend to not even realize that the singers was. Not so much nowadays because of the, the way music went uh, directional-wise, but he was one of the most sought-after producers at one point. Yeah. I mean, he did he did Converge's uh, When Forever Comes Crashing, and that album was a monster album Phenomenal for album. them. He, um, he does all of Today's The Day records. He did stuff with Soylent Green. He recorded New American Gospel with Lamb of God, which in my opinion is... One of two of the only good albums that band ever did. Don't say that. Come on. Don't don't 
No, no, because that band was promised and packaged as a new Pantera, and it didn't fucking happen. (laughs) This is an ongoing conversation. We got, we got. The day I saw him on the cover of a magazine with with long black dreadlocks and fucking pants with the the hot topic pants with the straps all hanging off of them. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he used to wear those. He used to wear that shit. And but well, then I remembered seeing them in, at the Palladium, and he was wearing an I God hat, camo shorts with socks and sandals, and he was smoking a fucking cigarette on stage while he was screaming. He'd just take the money, drag, drag, scream, <laughs> drag, drag, scream, and then they just turned into this overly polished fucking thing. But that New American Gospel album, that was the thing about the stuff he produced, is it all had this sound to it that you only got when you yeah. recorded with him. He had that, right. that that vocal style of recording, like that multi-tracking on the vocal, and then he'd put that slight delay on each track, so it had that like monstrous friggin' sound to it. But then you see Today is the Day Live, and it's just this skinny white guy up there, deep throat in a microphone, <laughs> fucking just... Yeah! Just as hard as he can, and it doesn't sound anything like the record. I can't, I can't even. I can't even try and do that shit. Honestly, I'd probably fucking tear my voice apart. No, I don't know how the hell he does that. He's psychotic. I've spent a lot of time around him, and uh, the dude, the dude. No, he is the only time I've ever met. Like, uh, uh, to me, he's an icon. Uh, met an icon and just been so terrified to even be within arm's reach him i mean this guy told us a story about a record label fucking him over and he trashed his own recording studio telling the story like throwing trash cans (laughs) everywhere and breaking glass on the ground and shit i mean he's got a portrait of himself in his studio of him wearing a terrorist ski mask holding two uzis like he's a fucking he's a fucking <laughs> he's a terrifying human being. He's a yeah. terrifying person to the point that I hope that, he doesn't listen to this episode. To, to yeah, the I point, know, I was just thinking to the point that I've talked Please. to other people that have been in that band and they left because they were scared of him. So I, I can I can absolutely right. envision that weird, weird flex, but all right, you know. So listen to today's that's, day. That's that's yeah. today's no that adds to the ferocity. Yeah, no, he is absolutely. a madman, and the music oh, reflects. Yeah. The music reflects. I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned earlier about music that sounds like you're just getting punched in the face. But when I listen to today's the day, I feel like I'm literally getting fucking stabbed in the face. Right. With murder, <laughs> that's the that, like this, this evil, evil shit. It's just savage. But yeah. you want way. it, like at the exactly. same time, like <laughs> like friendly stabs. You know what? At right. the same time, they also have a way of like, like they have songs that have like. That are like the complete fucking opposite too. That are just like catchy as fuck. You wouldn't expect them to make a song, but then they'll just fucking throw it in like they don't care, and that's sick. I think it like creates a flow with, you know, most of their records. I would say at least has you know one or two tracks that feel that way. Yeah, I agree. I agree absolutely. Um, I don't know what you're saying, Angel. <laughs> They know, uh, they know over there. That's all I have to say on it. Honestly, I'll, right, force, well, I'll force Gump it yeah, at the end. That's, that's all, all I have, have to say about that. Well, I think that's pretty much all for, for tonight anyway. Um, so I want to go ahead and thank John nice. for being on with us. Uh, John, do you want to tell us? Oh, thanks for uh, a lot. Do you want to tell us about your band's info, like where to find you, what you got going on, anything? Yeah, pretty much just at Wreath of Tongues across the board. Um, but, you know, you can find us on Facebook, Insta. Uh, Twitter. I don't think we're really active on that, but uh, um, yeah, we, we'll you know we're always posting or try to post stuff as much as possible. Um, just trying to plug the record, and I guess if you haven't listened to it already, uh, Penance is available on pretty much every streaming platform, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned any, for uh, more gross music to come out from us. <laughs> any uh, any merch links you want to drop? Merch links, we got, uh, well, our record is available through our Bandcamp, um, and we have, uh, you know, just regular shirts, and we have a sick long sleeve for sale through our Big Cartel, so I think it's bigcartel.com slash wreath of tongues, um, and we're putting out new stuff eventually this year, so, you know, we'll post about that, too. Right on. 
Well, I want to thank everybody else for being on as well. I, you know, really enjoyed this time with you guys and look forward to another episode of Hardcore Nursing Home coming up soon. Make sure to check us out on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever else you use. Uh, you can also find us on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, hit the like and subscribe button on anywhere you find us. And let us know what you think. You can also check our socials out at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Hardcore Nursing Home. All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoy this track off of uh, the latest uh, Read the Tongues record called Disclosure featuring uh, Dave Blom from Sanction. Thank you. Hardcore Nursing Home is in association with the greatest network in podcast history, The Dorkening. If you love all things dorky, look no further than The Dorkening Podcast Network. If you combine their years of experience, chafe palms, and pairs of glasses, you've got 2020 vision that can see into the fourth dimension of awesome and a hell of a return investment on hand lotion. That's The Dorkening Podcast Network. Find it at thedorkening.com.